You know, there are some films that you watch and you kind of enjoy them. You kind of like them. They're fun. They could be action-packed. They could be witty. But then there are a few that just absorb you. And you have this such rich experience with them and the characters. There's nothing quite like it. It's greater than some of its parts. A movie like that that we're going to discuss tonight is Little Women. Mm. So welcome, everyone, to the Film Snobs podcast. We continue our series on movie families. This week was my pick, and I chose Little Women. Let's get comfy. I figured you'd love me, Joe. It was so absorbing that we lost Cookie Cat. Yes, that is a fact. We lost Cookie Cat, a.k.a. Caleb. Another plane of existence now. (laughs) But in his place, we had a guest with us, Ben. Mm-hmm. Glad Everyone, you're here, Ben. Some snaps for Ben. Caleb snaps 2.0. For ben. Snaps Snobby for ben. snappies for Ben. <laughs> Glad you're here, Ben. Ben, do you want to say hi? Just say hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello. There's hello. Ben. There's Ben. That was a great I hello. I hope you could feel Ben there. <laughs> <laughs> All of him in that one moment. All right. Ben is the warmest person, but we're keeping him for ourselves. So. Mm. Mm. What? <laughs> so I, I, I <laughs> Our believe these can't have any more Ben. <laughs> it's for us. It's for us. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. So Ethan, so yes. this was your pick it was. this week, yeah. and I'm pretty sure we had all seen it. Have we all seen this movie? That's a fact. Multiple times. Yeah. Multiple. Yeah. Okay, I Jared. think this is Jared and I's what six times. Yeah, Ethan and I have both <laughs> seen Little Women six times. Six we, times. Yeah. Yeah, I've only seen it a measly four and a half times. <laughs> this was my second. Ricky walked out <laughs> this first time Ricky in the theater, but we convinced him to go back, and he figured it out. Mm. <laughs> Almost. That's good. <laughs> Wait, did you actually leave the theater? No, I uh, <laughs> was going to watch it for a fourth time with my parents, and they like, they talked during the entire movie, and I just wasn't about it. And I oh. just, I like <laughs> like in the theater? Yeah. No, 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 at home. Oh, was, okay. Was, so I watched it three times in theaters the fourth okay. time. I was like, I you empathize. guys need to watch this okay. movie. And they were just like talking, and they're like, oh, I know if they're going to do this thing. I was like, nah, I'm yeah. not. I'll, yeah. I'll watch huh. this another time. Everyone knows it's been out for 250 years. <laughs> right. The book? Yeah. <laughs> this right. is the book. It's 250? The movie. This is the movie. Louisa May Alcott. It changes. What year? 18-something. <laughs> okay, so not. I read it. I have it at home if you want to If you want to borrow it. I would love me. to borrow it. Is it the Gold Leaf version? I would love to. I haven't read it. Cool. Mm. Yeah, I think um, it's so funny because I feel like in chats with each of you, on th- we've all rewatched it mm. a, cu- a few times. Yeah, and I think I've, um, at least with Jared, we were, we kind of went in thinking, oh, this is gonna be probably pretty good, and then it just blew us away. Mm. It was so surprising. You're talking about the first time. Yeah. So yeah. I would just be curious, what to you guys was the most surprising thing about the movie when you watched it initially? Um, crying at different points. I think, I think I knew where I cried the first time, um, and this just this movie just elicits emotion um, of various kinds. I'm not saying you have to cry at this film. I'm just saying you're weird if you don't. <coughs> um, and I don't know this the the rewatch. I definitely noticed a few things. Um, I was I I said to uh, the guys that um, there's a scene where. Um, uh, <laughs> Oh, are you talking about um, um, the horses? 
No, 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 no. <laughs> where Joe is walking down that street. Oh yeah. And then and, oh, and yeah. it's it, the, so what we haven't talked about yet is that there's a lot of um, flashbacks, and we'll we'll get to that. And I'm not going to elaborate, but there's a flashback where Joe is walking in the present time, and then it flashes, and it cuts to a scene where they're all younger, and they're walking. And near the end of that flashback, she's walking down the same street with the same stores in the in the background. And I just hadn't noticed that kind of like overlap. And the rewatch, I noticed so much overlap, like just la- overlapping shots on shots on shots mm-hmm. on shots. And it was pretty obvious the first time I watched it, but the detail was found in the rewatch. Mm, detail. Yep. For sure. Because, I mean, I feel like when you watch something for the first time, you just take it in. Right. And rewatch, and then you start looking at the scarves. Mm, that was my the mine scarves. And I think the third time we watched it, we walked out and we were just like, "Yo, did you notice his? Ascot? Did you notice? Did you notice <laughs> Timmy C's ascots? It was red. It was red, and then it was kind of gray. It was blue, and then it was it was polka dot at one point <laughs> because he was, oh my God. he was conflicted about who he loved. Yeah. It, just funny. for all the snobbies out there, the color of his scarves reveals much about what Theodore Lawrence, a.k.a. Teddy, a.k.a. Lori, is feeling internally romantically. You mean his scarf is blue when he's feeling blue? No, 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 no. because uh, Amy's color in the movie is blue. Uh, yes, And when I he know. starts falling for her? Ah, oh, his scarf his turns to blue. blue. Yes. What? And if you Good go back stuff. to like when they f- you first see him walking by when Amy like recognizes him, yep. I'm pretty sure he's wearing a red one there because he's like still in love with her at the time. Sure. And there's one point where he's wearing a red scarf with blue polka dots, and you're just like, "You've got to be kidding me, Greta! <laughs> Greta! <laughs> Greta! She knows what she's you doing. genius! Greta Gerwig, writer director of Little Women, the mm. film. Oh, clap for Greta Gerwig! Clap for Greta! She picked the wrong year to be great. She was pregnant while directing this. No, okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> she was pregnant. Yay for family. We don't snap for pregnant women. We applaud pregnant women. <laughs> One more time. Stand up. Stand up, everybody. Standing O. Are we, are we sta- standing okay. ovation? <laughs> Let it be known everyone stood. Everyone stood. I'd be curious on the rewatches what other details stood out to you guys. Um, I mean, like, kind of what Eric was saying, just like lots of little details. I think all of the, the, the memories kind of flow very perfectly from where uh, they're at in the current timeline. Um, very much. Yeah, I think every you can every single like memory is sparked by something happening mm, in the sure. present. Um, yeah. I very much noticed that as well with, when, with the with the layering and the overlapping of, of the timelines. I was to, to echo Ricky, I was just like, wow, this is like it jumps from one thing to the next to the next to the next. But I noticed the flow was co- like really cohesive mm-hmm. and like way more thought out than I originally noticed the first time. The, th- yeah. the memories thematically link to what she's going through the oh, moment totally. before. Yeah. Perfectly. Totally. Yeah. And I think like just the, I, I mean like the kind of more in your face stuff of just like the warmth of childhood and how they did the color temperatures of those scenes. So you can kind of, you're yeah. just always grounded in like, oh, okay, this is a memory. And the warmth, then, yeah. Uh, you get, get Go back to the like kind of colder, harsh reality of uh, where they're at now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like, I don't know, but like so there's stuff like that. I think there's just like, little details. I think um, the first time I just hated Aunt March, and I think I do hate her. 
now you're like, now you're in sucks. love with her, right? I'm not in love with her, but she like <laughs> she like makes sense. Like everything she says, like she says, it's like not wrong. It's just kind of right. like abrasive and right, not nice. But it's like oh, there's like a lot of truth in that. So mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just like little stuff. But I could go on and on about this movie. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about. I know. I mean, I as soon as the main there, there's like two or three main speeches in this movie, and as soon as they came up, I was like. So ready to hear them again. <laughs> they were so, so good. Right. And they were timely. And they were like, they weren't just like preachy. They were like emotive. They were like, it was speaking from a heart. It wasn't speaking from the head. It was like, it was speaking from a deep exhale, like a, a tired yearning for these things to come true. I figured you'd love me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I'm curious, Eric, which uh, speech was your favorite or resonated the most with you? Uh, definitely Joe's in the Attic. Hmm. Yeah. Joe's in the attic where she's just she's just tired and she's just lonely. But she realizes what the realities are for the expectation of women and yet she is just tired and lonely. And she wants to do her own thing, but she's lonely. I yeah. feel like a lot of m- movies and culture probably will try to usurp those expectations by forgetting women how they are Mm. by like just trying to make them like men so that speech i love because it shows the expectations on them and the pressure and some of the inequalities because of it but it doesn't but it doesn't forget that this is still a woman and that's her value that she's that not that she's a man right and speech as well yeah that's exactly what and speech is amy's and uh, Anne, Amy, Amy, Amy. Sorry, I said Anne. Sorry, Florence. Amy's, Amy's Lawrence Pugh. Anna Green Gables ain't it yet? Oh my God! <laughs> Check out. No, that's Amy's speech. The expectations of, of yeah. what it is to be a woman and the uh, monetization of marriage. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. I but like, it doesn't. Fun. It doesn't say that that's what you need to be a successful woman because it looks at Meg as a successful woman too for her mm. choices. Mm-hmm. Um, just like celebrate the individuals for who they are, which yeah. I love. Right. Yeah, I think different people, right, have different goals and desires and different things are right for, again, different people. And so I think the best thing is when people follow those aspirations and be themselves. Yeah, I appreciate whenever that moment when, again, seeing the links, I feel like I noticed this time the links thematically between the flashbacks. Mm. So we have spoilers if you haven't seen it. Spoiler <laughs> spoiling. alert. But but, <laughs> but there's this scene where Beth dies, and then when they cut to the childhood sequence, it's when Meg gets married. Yes. So it's like saying goodbye to another sister in a way mm-hmm. that I thought was really beautiful. And even for Joe, it's just she's like begging Meg, right? She doesn't Don't want do child. this. Don't do this. You're going to be yeah. bored. He's so uninteresting. We'll always be interesting. And she's like, just because my ideas are different doesn't mean they're not important. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man. I think that gets back to your point, and Jared, that every yeah. dream is important. <coughs> Just because maybe culture would value marriage or even like being like a man, it doesn't mean that either one of those is necessarily worse than the other, or even if you have a different aspiration, <laughs> that that's still important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back to that. the thematic links. I love how in that case, it's just like relating the present life to a memory and like these two experiences I'm having are very similar. Mm. But then on a different note, another snobby spoilie, um, 
Joe gets angry that Amy's in Europe so she doesn't have to deal with Beth's death. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Marmy says, "Yep, don't be angry with her. And then this kind of thematic memory acts differently because she thinks back to a time when she was angry with Amy. Really And angry. it went wrong. And she's remembering the lesson her mother taught her then. And then instead of going through the pain of learning that, lesson she just hears her mother say don't be angry and that's all she needs right she remembers the moment where right. uh the anger happened Coming and she's like all right i need yeah. to get over this for the sake of my sister coming from yeah. her mom who is always angry every day of her life i guess <laughs> she's like the hulk in that way i'm always angry, always angry. yeah <laughs> um i think that also that moment um i think kind of it's like the center point where i think she re uh re-realizes like that's like the total end of their like childhood right there. We're, we're going, it. yeah, like we're going back and forth between childhood and yeah. mm. reality. And I think that's right. like the nail in the coffin of childhood. Um, maybe a poor metaphor for well, the moment, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, for both for both moments, it was like when she said it, it was when Meg was getting married. But the scene right before it was mm-hmm. when Beth died, and it was just like this is the end mm-hmm. of childhood, and this is the end of of what was. And what will be is now what we have to step into. Family will never be the same. But it'll grow and it'll change and it'll be still be beautiful. Mm. Amen. Mm. Yeah, mm. I love that. I really appreciate that. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's so... Beautiful. Um, when I was listening to some interviews that Greta was giving about Little Women, she writes about how she wanted to keep so much of the dialogue as, as true to the book... And not just a book, but also diary entries that Alki had written. Yes. And other books that she'd written. Um, and she said, she made a really interesting comment. She said, you know, you don't want to, for her it was like Shakespeare. You don't want to mess up Shakespeare. Hmm. You don't want to go around changing it. She was like, so instead of making it modern, you find for what in it is modern. Like, what's the universal piece? I thought that was really interesting. Because I feel like this movie is really, I mean, it's about this family these women in a time period that I don't know anything about, yet it resonates so profoundly. <laughs> so I'm just curious, what do you guys think is the universal, the universal pieces of this story that even for us make it so compelling to keep coming back to time and time again? Hmm. I think grief and moving on are some of the things that I noticed. Family and joy. And I mean, and just straight up goodness. What do you mean by that? It's like just a very good, just a very good, pure movie, which Mm. is hard to find well done, you know? It's hard to find something that um, doesn't have violence or exploitation or some kind of wicked crime. Which are themes that they're trying to push on Joe's novels. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the movie directly comments on it. And it's like, why can't we just have something that's good and pure and Hmm. about these, yeah, goodness. And And I think in those moments where they show, like, they do those, like, flashbacks to where they're all just, like, enjoying each other's company and Mm -hmm. just being kids and just, like, there's there's silliness there's frivolity mm. there's there's joy there's bliss yeah um in those moments when you're watching them on the screen you can't help but think like we have to take advantage of these moments mm. when it keeps flashing back to these moments there's a very intentional message of 
These were fleeting moments. These were moments that they were taking, they were grasping it and they weren't letting it go. Right. And they were enjoying it to the full. And it was just like, each time you they, they showed one of those flashback scenes, you're just like, man, like w- we need to slow down. And we <laughs> need to like just enjoy and just be silly. And that whole scene where they, in- they inducted Teddy into, oh, the, into, the, into their this is that. God, that was so beautiful <laughs> yes. and pure and like mm. just silly. It was just ridiculous. Are there many were there many funnier movies in the decade than this movie? <laughs> I laughed so mm, much in this yeah. movie. Uh, it wasn't it's even it's a comedy. Delightful. And it's not even a straight up comedy. Hmm. Uh yeah, Ricky. I agree with all those things. Um I think another aspect that's pretty universal, I think it's just like that struggle of, of an artist and kind of coming to grips with uh that passion and I think like Joe and Amy are kind of the two different paths you can take and kind of fighting through it or just giving up um, or even the other two sisters as well I mean they're artistically gifted to some degree and mm. uh, but anyway so I think it's just kind of working with that I think that's universal the struggles of you know women throughout society I think is also still apparent today as sure. it was then totally um, yeah so I think those are very universal too yeah yeah hmm what about the, you touched on it a little bit, Jared, kind of the, the meta piece oh, of this? Oh, let's go. Let me, let yeah. me, since we're getting meta. Getting meta. Let me let's take a quick, it. a quick snobby interlude. Mm. <laughs> okay. I got a piece of paper here. Okay. Oh, yeah. He, I would like he's to unfolding read. the paper. He's <clears throat> reading I, a paper. After last Spooktober episode, I was told that I interrupted much. Interrupting isn't a particularly creative work. Being inspired by someone else's idea to produce something new and different is creative work. In my excitement and naivety as an amateur podcaster, I got lost in the creative process and neglected to follow proper talking procedure. I'm embarrassed that I failed to make space for the snobs, which served as my inspiration. I apologize to all who assumed the best of me. I deeply regret the manner in which these events unfolded. Uh, and want the snobs to know I have great respect for their work. I sincerely apologize for my lapse in judgment, and I take full responsibility for yet? my actions, oh, sorry. which yeah. are mine alone. Well, the reason I wanted to read the whole thing <laughs> was in a movie <laughs> that was really great. That's that was really great. Very meta with Joe being Louisa May Alcott and Greta being Joe, and Sersha also kind of being Joe and Greta. Mm-hmm. I read an apology. That was Shia LaBeouf's apology for plagiarizing a short film. And then they found out that his apology was plagiarized from Yahoo Answers. So he plagiarized his apology for plagiarism. And then at the very end, he tweeted another apology, which was a also a plagiarism. So he plagiarized wow. his apology for his plagiarized apology for his plagiarized short film. And I just thought this was a good uh, part to interject the meta-ness. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Thanks, bud. That was Done. great. But yes, this movie's very meta. I could go on, but I'll let you guys talk about it. Yeah, why do you think she would... I mean, I haven't read Little Women, so I don't, I don't know if there's a meta, such a clear meta element to it, but I thought the film did a really interesting job with that. Why do you think she would do that? So, to my knowledge, I think the professor character was very different in the book. Um, he's, like, supposed to have no redeeming qualities, basically. Well, he's just really? kind of like an old, ugly guy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's really boring. <laughs> and so I think the concept was that it was never, like, intended to be 
the ending of the book as she kind of says in the movie. And so mm. I think um, I think I remember that this was like a year ago, but gr- hearing or reading or whatever, Greta Gerwig even talking about it a bit, but she was like going through all of uh, Alcott's notes and like that was right. a, that an aspect of it was that um, that was a very similar circumstance that she was going through. And so that, that beginning and ending of the film, kind of that meta narrative, I think is like a, it's giving a nod to the reality of the situation. And I think it mm-hmm. plays right mm-hmm. into the, the book or the movie of that kind of, as she even talks about in the conversation, like <laughs> it being an economic proposition. proposition. And uh, yeah, that struggle with the artist that I was kind of talking about earlier, like that's still a reality in the struggle of like, uh, you know, making a living off of art is not easy. So, Yeah. Mm. After she's done with the, there's like the montage of her writing all the papers and they're all over her room. And then guy shows up and they fall in love. That whole section after that just feels fake. <laughs> it feels put on. They talk different. Their mannerisms are slightly different. It's warm, like the memories with all the candlelight. Yeah, it's mm. it's almost like Greta's saying, "Yes, Louisa May didn't want to put this happy ending in there." Well, they talk. They talk about it. That's the yeah, meta, that's the meta it. piece where he's just like, "Yes, it's better under the umbrella," mm-hmm. and it's just like it. I think it. I think it's pretty obvious that that's kind of like they're playing that out. Yeah, but Greta Greta section. doesn't just play it out. Then she adds the whole. Um, scene at the end with her and the guy she's trying to sell the book to, which I would argue is Louisa May Alcott rather than Joe March. Right. Where she's like, I could have just done the happy ending, but I'm actually going to comment on the happy ending as it's happening. <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. Right. It's like structurally genius. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Greta. <laughs> no, it's, it is brilliant. Meta, I, meta Greta Gerwig. And I, and I, love, and I love that ending as well. I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful ending. Like, just that last shot is like, wow, that was all the wholesomeness wrapped up in one little shot. A wonder. Hey, Ben, what did you think of the madness? <laughs> ben just cracks up. Ben. <laughs> did you have some <laughs> thoughts, Ben? Or yeah, I Give, give you us your impressions, job. Ben. I don't really have much to add on the, the madness of the movie. I think that it's very creative and a great way to tell the story. I think what really stuck out to me, though, from watching it a second time was how effective the music was in all of it. Mm. And mm. especially, like, the first few scenes that they're introducing, like, um, like after the opera, there's, like, the dance scene where they're all, like, dancing and having fun. And then later on, it there's um, scenes where the girls are... Uh, packing up their breakfast, Christmas breakfast, and and giving it to the the family. Like just the music, it it shows um, the emotion of the family dynamic, I guess, and of each individual character as well. Like the other scene where, um, uh, what's Joe and the guy. Lori? Teddy? Lori? Yeah. yeah. Teddy. <laughs> or, yeah. Uh, Will, I wear my best <laughs> silk. He's the same person. They <laughs> where, just had a nickname, they, yeah. Where they are dancing, like, outside the house, and, like, you don't hear... Oh, yeah. You don't hear, like... You, it's just uh, how how the music is um, in that scene is, is really creative, and I think it, it, sh- it really exemplifies the different characters and pulls out your emotion quite a lot. 
Alexandra yeah. Desplat. Thank you so much for that yes, music. Yes, great music. Very emotional. Very rich. Rich. All right, let's talk Just about like the, Meg wants to be rich. the sisters a little bit. Which one do you feel like you... Uh, of course, I think with each one of them, there are things that each of us probably resonate with in their story and their experience. But which one would you say you resonate with the most? Joe. I'm Joe. Uh, oh, Jared. Beth means death. I know, but she's a ginger, so... Oh, yeah, you got that ginger thing. <laughs> and I And I love... I love. I love. That's all you need to say. I love. So what about Beth Joe? is the purest of us. I'm curious though. So you said Joe pretty quickly, Jared. Why? Why do you feel like you resonate with the most with Joe? Or what about her experience for you? Is she just goes for it? Okay. She just goes for it. And she's uh, very animated. I feel like she's. I'm kind of animated sometimes. Um. That's a fact. I'd agree with that. And she just... I'm trying to think how to word it. It goes beyond words. Fiery. She's kind of fiery and had to has to learn to temper that a little bit. Sure. I think That's me for sure. I think you could be Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'll stop talking about me. Ricky, who do you <laughs> identify with? <laughs> Teddy? Yeah. Teddy? No, definitely not. Why? I'm just kidding. You can be whoever you want. Marmy? <laughs> can we talk about how they called their mom Marmy? Yeah, interesting. That's great. I want to be that called like, Darty. Is that like a time thing? <laughs> is that like in that time period it was just common to call your mom something different besides mother or mom? I don't know. Was that just I'm a historian okay? and I'm going to say maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I want to be called Darty. What is happening <laughs> right now? <laughs> darty? You say Darty? Marmy and Darty. Yeah. He's just always darting around darty, the house. Darty, just Darty. Just scoot. Kind of Darty. Marm and Darty. Dart. Guy. Jared is a Darty guy. Mar and Par. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said Beth, though, Eric. I, uh, yeah, no, I said Beth. I did walk into him feeding his doll at the dinner table <laughs> yesterday. Beth feeding doll. Best minor detail in Little Yeah, Women. that was, oh that was great. God. I really enjoyed that. When that yeah. happened, I totally didn't recognize it. Is your favorite eye color purple, yeah, too? Yes, I think his fiance's <laughs> eye color is purple. So. <laughs> we, love, we love Beth. We stand Beth. I force people to Beth. write things for me when I'm sick. Um, He's done that to me. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that song we wrote? What song? Polka Dot Ascot. We wrote that for you. Kitchen, um, new Kitchen single on SoundCloud oh, now. Thanks. Polka Dot Ascot. Thanks. It's a good one. Check it out. But does it have any little women in it? it yeah. I, one like of my lines is Mojo. <laughs> March, then Louisa May Alcott. Glory's <laughs> all over it, too. I will. I want my best silk. <laughs> I figured you'd love me, Joe. I figured you'd love me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ricky, Ethan. Which sister? I don't, no, I don't no. know. Oh, he has, to pick a, he has to pick a sister? I said, sister. Okay. I, I said okay. sisters, didn't right. I? There's two All left, right. uh, and I definitely identify You, you can identify with one of these no, that they said, I, too. I you don't, it doesn't have okay. to be... Oh, okay. Okay, so you're Amy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I want to be great or nothing. Great or nothing. That's I actually good. had that thought whenever she said that. I was like, that's, that's like Ricky. Or oh, no, that is Amy. Ethan, yeah, who that's do that's you identify with? Um, Definitely not Meg, I don't think. Meg's great. The last thing I need is to be married. <laughs> Whoa. 
telling. <laughs> a very we love you for that, Ethan. <laughs> uh, we respect your decision. So I feel <laughs> I kind of assigned a character to each of you. Oh, so okay. Cookie Cat's bath because he's dead to us. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, Ethan. I I I did pick oh. Beth for Cookie. Especially that moment whenever whenever Beth wow. comes out from behind Hannah and Marmy and is like, we I would love to play the piano or whatever. And she said then she runs right back, back behind I'm like, them. Cookie, love it. Okay, uh, love can it. we get his take on this real quick? Sure. Um, cool. Uh, we're gonna is do he, phone a friend. By? Is he waiting? We already by? used our 50 so we're gonna phone a friend. I don't think he knows if he's happy. Hello. Whoa! Is that Welcome the sound the of Cookie Cast phoning in? Can you hear Am us? Am I on the podcast? You are yeah. on the pod. This is your last time before you're permanent, or permanently replaced by Ben. So we want oh, you to know. Ben is. <laughs> we want you to know that Ethan officially signed you as Beth of the Little Women Sisters. How does that make you feel? Beth? Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we're no. recording the episode right now. We're actually like in the middle of the movie. We paused to record. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. It's different than what we usually do, but that's okay. Yeah, we figured we'd change it up since like the most like, you know, just like boring person's gone. We would just kind of, you know, jazz it up a bit. Yeah. Right. That guy stinks. Ben? <laughs> Yo, that's We rude. do know that. that dude, he's that, right here, dude. He can We hear do you. know that you rewatched it today, Caleb. So what were your what were your thoughts on the rewatch? I rewatched it on the plane today, and it's just as lovely as as ever. It's um, it's so sweet, so heartfelt. Uh, you know, when you I was watching on a plane, so you, when you are on a plane, your emotions are a bit heightened. I think Ethan, you told me that one time. I did. Um, and so yeah, tears tears welled. Um, but man, it's so great. Listen to this nonsense. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, he's high. You, that was great. <laughs> thanks, thanks for your thoughts, Caleb. We'll see you next <laughs> why week. Why did we even? Why we did we even bother? Just, that was the, why are we cutting that part out? <laughs> we just hung up. On we him. should probably cut that out. That was weak. Yeah. We're not hanging up on him. He's, uh, he's cookie cats or cookie mat. Okay. So we should. So <laughs> Caleb, I put Caleb as as Beth. Okay. Okay. We I, love cookie. I put Jared as Aunt March. Wait, Yo, what? That's, that's yeah. True. Oh like that. man, the truth is so <laughs> good in all of this. I mean, she's just, just so quick-witted and so sharp and clever and I uh, just man, that's Jared. I'll take Aunt March. She she's she's uh got lots of money, which is very opposite of my whole life. Right. I picked uh Meg for Mr. Eric since he's going to be married soon. I can see that. But Meg's also I think he made a comment during the movie about like, "Oh, did you make a comment about Meg and Eric? Yeah, in all the reviews, Meg gets a bad rap, and I think she's great. Yeah, Meg is great. So is that my narrative? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your narrative. Guys, I know you've been trash-talking Eric a lot recently. <laughs> but he's great. You look good in green, too. And you like you oh, like yeah. how she likes her dresses? You like your sneaks. You, got, you like your sneaks. I actually... It's it's so interesting that you say that because I actually resonate with um, Meg's and um, John John's relationship with uh, me and Jordan. So wow, mm, how's that? Only I don't see myself as Meg. 
But uh, yeah, no, I did kind of resonate with John actually a little bit because um, so for anyone who doesn't know anything about the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram two, and they sacrifice two. their needs a lot in 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 certain relationships, and they they actually love to just love the other person and not really care too much about themselves. It's just really interesting to watch John in that relationship because that's almost exactly what he does. That's what he does. He's a good dude. That's totally what he does. Yep. Yeah. Mr. Brooks is a girl. (laughs) Love you, John. (laughs) Hello there. (laughs) Hello there. (laughs) Jared's favorite line. There's a girl. No, there's not. Yes, there is a girl. Mr. Brooks is a girl. Hello there. The best in the family. (laughs) (laughs) Making a mold of my foot. Oh, man. Oh, can I can I just say Caleb just texted us? I figured you loved me, snobs. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, That's great. perfect, perfect. That's great. Well, he thank also you. said don't censor me, so let's, he really wants to. Let's be continue in. with the uh, the characters here. For um, Ricky, I actually stuck with Amy. Yeah, I felt baby. like okay, yeah. I have the best feet. You do have small, dainty feet. I will say you have really strong ankles. Honestly, Whenever we went to bouldering a couple of Saturdays ago, you were just flying up the wall. <laughs> yeah, you like really have great. <laughs> you have really great ankles. Honestly, when that happened in the movie, she uh, climbs a social ladder. No, <laughs> I I actually like busted out laughing. I think it was my my favorite like laugh out loud moment of the movie when Amy was just like, "I'm making a mold of my foot." <laughs> For him, and I'm just like I was dying. I was just like, "What a weirdo!" Oh yeah. god, it's just like, my stuck. foot's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think never, yeah, and I thought just a quick thematic link there as well. I love whenever she. That's whenever um, Lori's like, "Don't do this," and he starts to almost imply like, "I want you," and I've always been second to Joe, and I can't do this. Not when I spent my whole life loving you. Cut to the scene where she's making the mold. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Dude, it's little that. things. Dude, I didn't even catch that on the rewatch. Yeah, right? Yeah. Whoa. There's so yeah. many little things. So that many. That is so good. Ethan, who'd you pick for yourself? Yeah, I'm curious. For myself? Oh, I'm the main character. Did you, did I'm you write it? Did you write it down? I picked Marmy, actually. Whoa. I really appreciate it. I agree with, with Marmy. That. Yeah. Mm. Can I be honest? She's great. I think Joe's quite annoying. You can say that. And it's funny because I haven't watched the other adaptations. Fun fact, there's also two anime series of Little Women, apparently. (laughs) The Japanese love Little Women. With other people people that I've talked to, (laughs) with others that I've talked to, they they also aren't big fans of this Joe. They like other Joes from other adaptations more. Yeah, I can't disagree more. I haven't seen the other, so I don't know, but... I mean, I don't hate Joe, and I, I mean, I think the speech you mentioned, you, you referenced Eric is, man, that really is profound. Mm, it was. But on some level, I'm like, dang, she's kind of annoying. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Defend you, yourself. Do you want to hear a fun fact from my dad? Please. He thought Amy was annoying, and he was like, how could anyone's favorite little woman not be Joe? <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's just interesting that like different people have different thoughts on which woman they like best I, in the movie. Yeah. I liked I liked your your pick though because um Laura Dern did an amazing job as Marmy. And, and I think it she brought a warmth and a strength. Like that scene where she's coming back uh, right mm. right before uh, Christmas and she's just like she just she just takes a moment 
and like breathes and then goes in and just like puts on a face. And I was just like, oh my God, that's like every woman who's like just taking on so much and just has to just go in for it. Like she motivates her daughters with joy, even mm, though like the moment before right, she right. wiped away a tear. Oh. So it's like the, the sorrow is what motivates her, but she knows how Marm to get her great. growth. To I love that. I love that. That inner strength. I think you're right. Hey, yeah. um, Ben's here. Yeah. And yeah, you don't I mean, know him that what's well, but ben? what's your quick... What's <laughs> Ben? Uh, ben is easily Joe. Oh, so you don't like him. Easily. He's annoying. <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't say... Oh, my ears. I didn't say that I didn't like Joe. I appreciate Joe, for sure. I just, compared to the others, I'm just like, okay, you're a little bit much. You're, 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 you're a lot. Ben, you're a She's lot. She's too much. Ben, you just got stuck with the one that I didn't have a person for. Ben, you just gone with But I appreciate you. Ben, you just, just like I appreciate Joe. He just talks too much, really, to be honest. I think Ben's uh, the old man, Lori's... Uh, Mr. Lawrence. Yeah, Ooh, Mr. Lawrence. Mr. Lawrence. Oh, Dude. Mr. Lawrence. Dude, he I was heartbreaking this I time for me. Uh, first watch, those were all of my cries were mm. with Mr. Lawrence. And second watch, still did. <laughs> um, but my additional, my additional that I didn't cry the first time when Beth died, and the second on this on this watch, I was like gone. Same. I don't know, I don't know why I didn't the first time, but this time it just hit me, and I was just like, "Wow, this is so, so sad, so 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 sad." That moment when he's just listening to her play the piano <sighs> in the yes. like off to the side, just. Yeah, me. that's uh, that purity, and that's a great shot as well. Oh, so no, my heart is my hardest was the, the last one when he was like he was just pacing outside and he's oh, like, mm. I, I can't go in, I can't go in, and he's just like trying to keep it together, and mm -hmm. and and she's just like, and Joe's just like, you don't have to, like you know, I can be here for you as well, and God, ugh. I had yeah. a thought. Uh, uh, Go ahead. I was just going to say, also, you guys can't see Ben, but he has really big mutton chops like uh, Mr. Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> biggest chops around. The biggest. I had a thought while I was watching the movie, um, well, near the end of the movie, and I was like, we're about to discuss it, and I thought the movie's so good that mm. we don't even like talk about the craft that much of it. Sure. Because it doesn't distract from everything else. Right. But it's so, like, that cinematographer doesn't get in the way. Right. Like, it puts us right there and doesn't show off. Um, I th yeah, I, th I think, it, I was like, we're going to talk about what actually happens in the movie rather than like, oh, we're film geeks that like these parts of movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're actually going to talk about the movie. Right. Well, and I think it's just like, the craft just fires on all cylinders here like i think totally. literally all of it comes together to just make like a beautiful movie and like yeah i don't know yeah we could sit here and talk about it for a while we and could there's a lot we to could. unpack but it's just like yeah. it's all great and you should watch it <laughs> yeah it's a great it's a great family movie it's mm -hmm. clean mm -hmm. it's pure like jared mentioned and if you haven't watched this one please do it's please phenomenal do. i think i think it's a little underrated that and I was saying this um, a little bit before, just like the name and the content and that it's an old book. I think sometimes people can kind of not really give it the credit that it's due and might think that it's boring or a woman's movie um, couldn't be further from the truth. It's a rare thing that a movie comes along that you're going to watch every year. 
Like it probably hasn't happened in ten years. You'd watch this as a Christmas movie. I'm I, watching. I this. know you. I'm watching this every year around Thanksgiving, oh, Christmas. Totally, that doesn't like. Totally. There's only 365 days. <laughs> there's movies to watch, but I'm gonna s- set aside <laughs> at least one day for this one every year. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah My same. family will know Little Women by Greta Gerwig. Mm. Sorry, Gillian Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against ya. Well, Winona Ryder. I will say one last thing that I thought was really stood out to me as far as maybe my favorite moment um, this time was that so Lori and Amy are in her studio and she asked him to to unbutton her apron, right? And we have that shot of him doing that and then the whole interaction together and it's such a sweet, intimate moment. Mm. And I, I remember thinking like, that is intimacy. Mm. Like, no sex scene in any movie is ever going to achieve this level of intimacy as that scene did. Preach. Mm-hmm. And I just, man, I thought that was really powerful this time. It was beautiful. It was just imagery, um, and it was just focusing on the things that were important, and then it was over in a matter of 10 seconds. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, he loves her. Yeah. And he wishes he was with her. I was like, that's yeah. powerful stuff. What happens? Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, I think that wraps up our discussion of Little Women. Eric, you have the pick next week. What are you picking? Family movie. That's or movie family. Snobbies, what do you think? Put in your guesses on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> or Eric can just tell us. I can He's yell at you. He's just Googling right now. <laughs> movies. <laughs> top, movies with family. Top movie I family. heard it was Harry and the Hendersons, the, the movie about the family that finds Sasquatch. Okay, <laughs> I got it. No, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to get the wording right. All right, so... The movie that I'm picking is a movie I saw for the first time when I was living in New Zealand, and it was so beautiful, so, so beautiful about family. And it is a 1938 film. Whoa. Say it ain't so. By, I want to see if anyone can get it, by Frank Capra. Frank Capra. Oh, Freaks? We're watching Freaks? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. I love Freaks. Uh, It is You Can't Take It With You. You Can't Take It With You. Mm -hmm. Okay. I haven't seen this one. It is so good. So, so good. We'll decide that. Same, same, same director as one of Caleb's favorite films, It's, it's a, a Wonderful, wonderful life. life. All right. Sweet. Mary, Mary. Turn in for that. <laughs> I figured you'd love me, Joe. All right, guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Um, I will. I wear my best we are, we are now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Breaker. And uh, if you want to leave us a... Yeah, they're just different podcasts. If you guys want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, feel free. Um, if it's a five-star review, we will read it on the pod and mention you. So get out there, review for us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks. I will I just I just feel I just feel like women they, they have minds and they have souls as well as just hearts and they've got ambition and they've got talent as well as just beauty and I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for I'm so sick of it but I'm I'm so lonely